You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers were served a reality check on Monday, but bounced back with a more solid effort Tuesday as they split the first two meetings with Buffalo. Definitely some bad hockey, but also some things to build on for the future. Join us as we recap the back-to-back versus Buffalo and look ahead to the Big Bad Bruins and the first road trip of the young season. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I'll be playing both Matt and myself for this production. Uh, Matt is moving out in Colorado, so we gave him some time off. That's a big ask for you to for you to do. You know what? I, you don't think it. I have the range? I'm not saying I'm Denzel or Leo or anybody like that, but no I'm one's at least... saying that you're Denzel or Leo. I mean, I've heard some rumblings. There's there's <laughs> other people who have some different opinions, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and uh, I'll be holding a prayer circle for Phil Myers, Morgan Frost, Coots, and Ghost. And you know what, Joe? I'll throw you in there too, because we gotta oh. make sure you can you can, you can handle this. For my, uh, oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say for my ego, because I, oh, you know, I have yeah, to take that you know hit what? that I'm not Denzel or Leo. Yeah, well, there's that there's that quick thinking and charisma that just helped you there. But uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I I really try. You know, I, I like. <laughs> Maybe I'm not as good as them, but uh, I mean, tough slew of injuries like you just listed. Uh, I don't know if you had a phone book for all of them, but it's a lot. Um, like we said, shout out to Matt. He's getting settled out in Colorado. He's still trying to get on this pod, by the way. We had to cut off his internet. I don't know. If it, I think it was Cox internet out there. We had to cut them down, make sure he couldn't get back on this episode, but he'll be back next week. Um, so we'll, 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 he'll be back soon. Don't worry. All you ladies out there, calm down. He'll be back. Yeah, tough break for Matt. We uh we hated to do it to him, but uh the kid need a kid needed a little vacation. I see he's sipping on a nice nice little something out in Colorado oh, too right now. Yeah, some kind on of on Instagram. Some kind of IPA that I've never yeah. heard of. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um anyway, on the hockey front, the Flyers kind of gave us a, a tale of two teams really this week. Um I can't see I didn't see this coming. I I, I was uh the guy in the street with the bell, you know, saying, "Hey, <laughs> what what is it called?" Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. What you call them? It's an old English word. I don't know the word, but he like he. Would Are you come talking out. about like the hear ye hear? Town ye crier, guy? town crier, town crier. Yeah, I was a town crier saying, "Hey, this team is dragging their feet." Um, but yeah, Monday I thought night, you were talking about the the guy. Like we had a guy up at Syracuse who would like wear like a sign on him. It was like the end is near, and like oh. he would get on a mic like a megaphone. Oh, yeah. That's what, a- I, what I every thought you were college saying. campus has. You're a Flyers guys. truther. No, 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 no. I'm just uh, <laughs> I just I guess I am a Flyers truther, but I saw. <laughs> Was not impressed with the showing against Pittsburgh, and they followed it up. Um, ironically, I was not as upset with the loss to Buffalo on Monday as I was against Pittsburgh, but let's get into that. Mike, what did you think uh, about Monday showing? We're not going to spend too much time on this because it's really not that much to say. They didn't play great. Yeah, I mean, it was just ugly. It, from I don't want to say from the get because the Hayes line with Giroux, they kind of had a nice shift early on. The fourth line had a decent shift. The Eichel line, though, answered with, with a really good one, and then – it all kind of the, the Bruins or the Flyers got a power play. They didn't do anything on. And then the, the Sabres got a couple and they really, they really took control after uh, having some time on the power play. And then they, they just wound up capitalizing. Um, it was one of those games where it was like, 
All right, one nothing. Okay, bad spot. You're not looking good, but still plenty of time. You can come back. The, oh, yeah, yeah, you can come back. Early. Two nothing. All right, yeah, not looking good still, but it's still the Bruins or the Sabers. We got it. Three nothing. I still wasn't writing them off, and then at four, it was like, okay, this is this is just an absolute clown show. It, it was it was ugly, and I mean, there's there's really. You know, early season, everybody's sloppy. There have been a few games like this around the league, even to some of the best teams. And it's going to happen, no preseason. But it definitely, it set off, I think it set off alarm bells for a lot of fans. Um, you know, whether that's right or not, I don't know. But it's definitely, it was definitely a reality check. I think that was a good way to put it in the beginning. For sure. Um, and I know people people like to joke about, like, momentum. They're like, oh, you know, because it's, it's not a measurable stat, momentum. It's, it's not something you can quantify. You can see it with your eyes, which is kind of funny, but you can't quantify it. And I think Buffalo, with with the power plays they were getting, there were a lot of really good chances. They kind of just carried that momentum into the game. We'll, we'll touch on this real quick. I know how, how upset you were with the penalty on, on Carter Hart for, for tripping, which I agree. I, honestly, and I, I was I was running the Twitter account that night. I tweeted, I was like, I, I couldn't remember the last time I saw a, a goalie call for that. Honestly, I can't. And then I don't know if it was the same night or after that. Did you see there was another goalie in the league? Uh, it was against yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. He just tackles the guy. And they don't call it. I was like, what I, is? I think it was it was in San. It was that San Jose St. Louis game. You're 100 percent right. I, I think it was it was either Martin Jones or the backup straight up tackled the Blues player. And that's what like we see goalies do that all the time. Like a goalie sprinting out to like knock a puck away or like take yeah. out a break. Like I, I don't understand how you can call a trip on a guy. But and that's kind of that's kind of the penalty that that turned the game. I mean that made yeah. it what two nothing. That was I think that was that was Olafson and he, I think Carter he I don't know what power play it was if it was the first one or not, but he he came across and he almost made the save. It mm-hmm. actually it was off the arm and in. But um, I, I yeah I was surprised and not surprised at the same time because I thought hey after that Penns game, AV was probably going to tear into them because they played very badly. Mm-hmm. They'll come out better against Buffalo. And then after, I want to say, five or six minutes into the first period, I was like, oh, boy. I don't know if they have it tonight. And they didn't. And like you said, early on, no preseason. I'm not going to go fire and brimstone yet. But um, they, they, they they cleaned it up um, in, in the next game. Um, anything, relative, anything else? Relative term. Cleaned yeah, up. yeah. Yeah. Well, cleaned up as, as best you can with, <laughs> with people getting injured. Um what did you any any last thoughts Monday before we move into to the back to back to Tuesday? No, I mean it, it's just a shame it happened so early in the season because immediately you had every you know John and Joe from Fishtown being like, well, same old Flyers, you know, yeah. playing down to bad teams, same old Flyer. Like I'm I'm just so I thought we were past that after last season when it was clear that they are not the same old Flyers like. Teams just have bad games sometimes. And, yeah, they hadn't looked great against Pittsburgh the last two, but they didn't look that bad. Like no. that, that. So it, it was just a bad game. That's just what it comes down to. No, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it just sucks because that's such a Flyers thing to do. All the at oh, least yeah. it didn't happen first game of the season because you know yeah, that was that was NBC's most televised non-playoff game. in yeah. I don't know how many years. So yeah. you know all of Philadelphia, all of Pennsylvania was watching, and if if they had blown it to pittsburgh in the first game we would never hear the end of it talk Mm-mm. if talk radio decided to pick it up they would have just torn this team to pieces oh jake yeah. jake and drew not leaders they can't oh, shut up would you please for the <laughs> love of god um but that, that moves into into tuesday um 
And I, I think, hey, if there was ever time for a back-to-back, it was it was these two games because, yeah, getting trounced like that, it's good that you're able to to go right after it the, the next night. I think even uh, Albe Kubel, he said the same thing. He's like, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to playing tomorrow. we got to get this behind us. Um, they answered the bell, 3 nothing, and courtesy of a 40-save win by Brian Elliott. Moose was fantastic in that. Obviously, 40 shots isn't something you want to see on a nightly basis, but um, I will say, and I think you agree with me, Mike, not, they did a pretty good job of keeping a lot of those to, to low-quality shots, so... It is what it is, um, but something to build on after after Tuesday, you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They, I think, again, I think a lot of people would have wanted them to come out like just guns blazing in that game, and in a way, I'm glad that they didn't. They kind of came out and struggled through the early game a little bit. They didn't look as bad, but they still let up like 10-plus shots in that first period or whatever. It wasn't a flawless frame. Brian Elliott had a couple, at least a couple 10-bell saves. Um, They took a couple penalties. Like, it wasn't a perfect game at all, but they kept working through it. I thought that they got better as the game went on. Um, And you can kind of see that in a couple of the charts, like Natural Stat Stat Trick has their game flow charts uh, that they do at 5-on-5. And the Flyers kind of really kept getting better throughout the game. They carried play at even strength through the first couple periods. Um, in the third period, the Sabres started to turn it a little bit, but some of that is like game or um, like game score, game effect, the fact that like or score effect, the fact that the Flyers were already leading, and then they got another goal. The Sabres needed to kind of go into overdrive to, yeah. to get it back. So it's it's garbage yards in football. Same thing. You know, yeah, you, you yeah. Go up, go up a bunch of scores, and you're gonna you're gonna just nothing cheap, nothing deep. So. That's why Matt Stafford consistently racks up some of the Don't most fantasy mean, points uh, in the league. What is that? Uh, Stat Padford. <laughs> Stat Padford, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think, you know, if you look at, like, high danger chances for and against, the Flyers and the Sabres were pretty close. If you look at scoring chances for and against, again, pretty close. Uh, Sabres got the edge, obviously. When you have 40 shots to 30, you're going to have the edge there. But it, it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, still some plays they got to clean up, but it was a good answer, and... Just a good team win. It's one of those wins where, like, all hands were on deck. You know, 40 saves by Elliott. Great performance. The defense, they were blocking shots. Provorov saved a goal with his hand, which was really yeah. cool. Um, JVR, I thought, had one of his most, like, physical games in a while. I was going to say, yeah, he um, – uh, and, and some of the – I think Charlie O'Connor um, tweeted it out. The, the coaching staff was really pleased with JVR's game last night. I, I Even to me, it was – JVR is one of those guys where a lot of the time you don't really notice him unless he's scoring. And mm-hmm. I thought he, he was actually pretty visible last night, which is good to see. Yeah, I mean, he was he was throwing, like, jabs at people. He was hitting. like Actual hitting. He, not, yeah. not JVR's normal checks, which are yeah. him, and, him and Robert Haig, you know, they have pillow fights as checks. But they, <laughs> he was he was getting some, some size. He was throwing he was the throwing body. Some, Something yeah. pissed him off from that first game. I mean, it could have just been getting shelled, but he was, he was throwing the body a little. So, yeah, I felt there were a lot of standout players nolan patrick uh tk and lindblom that line was how about that know, pass from phenomenal lindblom? oh yeah up to the wall TK, off the board and just whoop right there and the play by patrick before he turned it over in the offensive zone they come back he picks uh i think it was lazar's pocket or eichel's mm. pocket takes the puck from him gets it to lindblom on a nice backhander and then lindy sends it up the boards and tk with the the savvy all the savvy in the world 
to try that move. Could you imagine? That was a from a long gotten... ways out, by the way. That backhand <laughs> was from a long ways out. And it had out. nothing on it. Nothing on it at all. That's um, I maybe maybe that's him seeing something on film. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he he tried that backhand from it was it wasn't at the dots, but it was not much further in than that. I, it was like a little watching, circle. Yeah, watching the replay, yeah. I was like I was like, all right, well he must have yeah. really knew that was gonna be five. I didn't I didn't think it was going in live. I was like, as soon as I saw him turn into the backhand, I was like, Oh no. And then I mean he he got it though. So yeah, overall, like you said, forty shots, not great, but Outside of, of a handful or like a few 10 bells from Elliott here and there, a lot the, the Sabres were really just throwing the puck on from everywhere, I thought, for a lot of that game. So, yeah. and you know, all, all things considered, like you said, it was an it was a all hands on deck kind of team win, which is it's great for early in the season, um, because it's something you can really build on and, and move forward with. Um, Brian Elliott was fantastic, we should mention he had that. For me, the the biggest standout save was that uh, it was like a double save. I don't know if it was on the power play or it was right after, um, but looked spry and net. Did not look like a, a, a an old man for sure. He looked mm-hmm. great. Um, Carter Hutton was I thought was really good too. Um, the we, we should, we'll touch on this real quick too. The Provorov incident with him and uh, Brandon Montour. No, no idea why Ralph Kruger is calling for Provorov's head when, if he looked at the replay, I mean, everybody saw Brandon Mar- Montour push Provorov into Carter Hutton. He's like, oh, he yeah. extended his elbow. Like, are you kidding? It, it, yeah. Just asinine comments, but, you know, it is what it is. He, I liked how he said, he's like, you know, that's our second player that's been hit in the head. But, he, bro, have you seen the Flyers? We, we Sanheim got yeah. headshotted. No, just a fine, nothing else. We've lost. You named everybody else. Six other players that are down. You mm-hmm. took out three of them. Like I, I don't want to hear that, that. Oh, my players are getting hit and hurt. Yeah, I it's just just very questionable. Very questionable. Uh, confused as to why defensemen keep doing that to their own goalies and it's then bizarre. get mad after the fact. Like yeah, he, just Provar was it's down a bad and look. He's, he's punching him in the net as Provar yeah. lying on the ice like. It's it reminds me of that Eric Andre meme, right? I think I think he tweeted <laughs> someone it. someone's yeah, yeah. Someone tweeted that. So it's like, why would Ivan Provorov do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's exactly everybody knows what that meme is. We don't have to talk about it, but it's yeah. exactly what comes to mind. You're like, are, are you kidding me? Um, other than that, I uh, Jake scored, which got to be yeah. good for him after, yeah, after big after, by Jake. after you know having some words with the weasel Mike Sealski. Uh, good to have him get on the board and. Uh, I thought that line looked pretty good all night. What did you think? They did, yeah. That that Hayes and Voracek line um, was pretty two big good. boys. Got two, two big boys. Big rear ends, which I like. Cause <laughs> you can you can box out because you know uh, I always it always whenever I see one of them on the half wall, especially Jake when he's really getting into it, he reminds mm-hmm. me so much of Yager yeah. on that lower half wall using that yeah. big old check rear end to box people out. <laughs> That's what they do. Pay attention to how how far he I sticks agree. his ass. Out. I agree. Um, yeah. No, I, I do. Huge play. And Charlie O'Connor had an interesting ob- observation about that that goal. Uh, kind of the eye test versus, like, stats test or whatever. Mm-hmm. That The Flyers didn't register a high danger chance in the third, apparently. Um, and that goal doesn't count for one. Or didn't ah. count for one. And Charlie basically said that's one of those shots from that position that statistically, like, most statisticians will not register that as a high danger chance. But the combination of Jake being 
well, I'm not going to say he's a, a hard shooter or anything like that, but he's a skilled shooter. We've seen Jake. Jake knows how to when he, he takes can pick all, corners sometimes. Yeah, he can. When he, he can feels pick like his it. spots and all of that. The combination of that, the combination of being off the rush, and then also the fact that Hayes gave that little look back to the goal right before he passed it. All that combines to a really dangerous play that won't mm. show up on the stat sheet. So, you know, just one of those weird plays that, you know, it looks great and, you know, didn't show up for them in the game sheet uh, in terms of the analytics, but still. That's why you need both. That's why you need eyes and data because they, they one will confirm or, or disprove the other, I guess. Uh, we should mention also the, the injuries real quick. Morgan Frost took a uh, – and, and – I, I don't understand these hits. I'm watching them, and a lot of them, the Coots one, just like you said before we recorded, Mike, like they're just, I mean, they must be at the perfect spot to hurt people because you got Coots with what seemed very innocent, him being out a couple weeks. Um, the Myers hit, same thing, especially for a big strapping guy like Myers. You, you'd see the hit, and you're like, oh, he's got to be fine. Yeah. Apparently, apparently not. He's going to be out prob- probably sometime. Um, and Frost, Frost one I can actually see. It was up against the boards. It was kind of awkward, so we'll see how he's doing. But um, what are your thoughts on the injuries real quick? What do you, you think is going to happen with the lines? I I guess Connor Bunneman draws into the lineup. Um, you could run no, him no, at 4C. Sam Moran, Sam Moran no. and move the everybody's, around? Everybody's saying that. Everybody forgets that Friedman <laughs> is literally like on the team, not even in the taxi squad. Like, no, no, no. Have, have Sam Moran as, oh, at forward? At forward and just shuffle the centers. I mean, I see. I, Against the Bruins, I, I honestly could... I would not be opposed to that because I don't know. Connor Bunneman has played well against the Bruins, so like he had that one game at the he end of last goal? season. He in that comeback game, yeah, he like yeah. Friedman shot the one off his leg. It was a dirty goal. So. I liked it. I wouldn't be opposed to playing Connor Bunneman. I think he's a responsible player. Um, but if you use Sam Moran, then you can go Giroux at center instead, and I think your team looks deeper. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be opposed if, to that. But You could talk uh, me into either one. I could be yeah, talked into yeah. Sam Moran or, or Connor Bunneman. That's like the, the least of my concerns. Like, if it was if it was Connor Bunneman versus Sam Moran replacing Coots in the lineup, <laughs> then yeah, I, I would be panicking. Uh, like, if that was the first go. But no, they're replacing Frost potentially. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. Of course, it's going to be announced like five minutes after we, we stop yeah, recording. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop this. You know, it, it comes out thursday morning and of course the news will be out right after that and we'll be we'll be out but uh myers we'll see uh friedman obviously like you said is there they did recall um not prosecutor pouliot they recall pouliot which i i guess i guess to keep him on the taxi squad if they're going to play friedman and that way they have 2d up there um yeah We'll see how, how he looks. Um, I, I've, I'm, I'm fine with Freeman getting a chance. Plus, isn't he a right shot as well? Yes. Yeah. Which I, I'm a big fan of, of lefty righty um, for defenseman. I, I think it opens up passing more. It opens up shooting. So you're, you're on your best hand at all times. Um, so I, I'm excited to see Freeman. I think when he has been with the Flyers, he's, he's not popped off the screen or anything, but he's looked solid. He's looked like he'd hold his own. So, um, yeah. We'll, we'll see what they do with the defensive pairings. Um, anything else on Buffalo before we turn our eyes to, I do. I thought about it immediately, uh, into game Monday's game. Uh, I think in the episode prior, when we were setting up the Buffalo game, I basically said how the flyers shouldn't worry about going up against guys like Curtis Lazar 
hmm. in the bottom six. And, of course, Curtis Lazar had two very nice goals, or at least one very nice goal, and then a, had another one later in that 6-2 or 6-1 route on Monday night. So it just goes to show you anything can happen in the NHL. We were shit-talking You're a the, reverse the Penguins mush. bottom six or it before, so... You're a reverse mush. So you. What is that? Like a, a mush is like you, you, you mush someone, like you, you talk about them and then they end up playing like ass. Ah, uh, okay. They're, you just reverse it. You talk about them and they play well. So we, should, uh, that's we are happened, now. That's happened so much to us, though, when we, since we've started this podcast. Like yeah, going back should, to the Canadian series and everything, too. Montreal, yeah. We should take donations from NHL teams because when we talk <laughs> about them, they turn to play well. They listen. Um, they Curtis, guaranteed Curtis Lazar heard us. He's he's uh, one of our downloads, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but it, it was good to see them bounce back Tuesday night, and, and and like I said, focus now shifts to Boston. It's a tall order. Um, you know the, the Bruins are a great team, but they're still kind of finding their footing, just like the Flyers are. Um, they split their series with New Jersey, followed up being shut up by the by the Islanders, uh, which is never a good night for anybody. Um, what do you think we can kind of expect from from this uh, small series with Boston coming up, Mike? Uh, I mean, it's they they have Marshan back. So you you got to be... get a goal and assist the first game, I think. Yeah, appa- um, apparently no rust at all on Marshand. That rat. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I think with with all these early games, who what knows? I'm looking for, yeah, who knows? What I'm looking for most is a win. Right now, results. It, we're kind of like at the at the the beginning of the season. In some ways, at least this year is going to be very similar to like the end of most seasons. How results are the only thing that matters right now like you flyers need to keep winning or keep gaining points that's the most important thing uh the process can you can keep improving that over the season but it's not like if you lose a game early on you can get those points back later that that's not going to happen so you need to get the points now so if they go out there and get hammered in shots by the bruins and come out with a win i mean that's that's huge that's you know the, the points matter most. Do I want them to play a really good even game with them and and not take penalties? And if they do have strong kills, uh, you know they had some good kills on Tuesday night against the Sabers. Yeah, obviously I want that. But that power play is good. I mean, they, it's, they, yeah, yeah. It's, well, no pasta, obviously, but still, uh, Marshana is deadly. So is Bergeron. So they've got skill there. The Brusque is good. Um, but yeah. I'm sorry, I finished your thought. I rudely interrupted you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad you cut me off. I I just, I, it's it's hard to handicap the beginning of the season right now, like this early on. There have been some wild games, like we said, and I don't think the Bruins, the Bruins haven't scored uh, an even strength goal yet. Just looking at their, their box score oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, true. They've scored two goals on the power play and one goal shorthanded. So they have three goals on the season in three games. Not great. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to like, and we know that's not what the Bruins are like. So it's hard to kind of handicap these games early on. Um, but if we're going off of anything that the Bruins were like last season, physical team plays with speed, responsible up and down the lineup. Your best way to beat them is get traffic in front of Rask and get in on the forecheck. I, th- I mean, I think. That that's basically it. Run your offense from behind the net too, if you can. Oh, don't don't tease me with that. You know how long <laughs> I've been been crying about getting someone to run the, just run from behind the net, either on a power play or just in, in regular 
regular game would be great. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll finish up with Boston. Um, I, I'll say this. It's the first road trip of this weird season. So I just hope they all stay safe there, stay, stay smart. Um, I'm sure it's going to be strange for them. They Obviously, they not as strange because they were in the bubble, but um, still anytime you're traveling with stuff like this now, it's going to be weird. Well, and um, we just saw, I don't know if you saw it, Joe, but the – Washington Capitals got fined $100,000 by the league for violating COVID protocols. And they were just on their road trip to Pittsburgh, I believe. So, Jeez. I mean, that's that's part of it. Guys got to be responsible. I hope that the, the leadership group, uh, you know, people can get COVID a bunch of different ways. It's not always like, it's not yeah. always like your fault and stuff like that. But these these guys gotta be they gotta make sure that they're putting themselves in situations to not get sick and to yeah. not get exposed and everything and i would hope that they would use all the resources that the team has provided them to not get sick and everything ghost a little different i think he has uh, i think he his significant other works at a hospital so that could have been part of the yeah yeah but I mean, you, yeah, you can I, do like you said i mean I, when i had it I, I was doing everything right i was doing everything by the book masks you know i didn't wear gloves but i i made sure to you know sanitize every time i was in public and you know it's still one of those things it's it's more likely to happen to you than not um yeah. especially when you're going out in public so i'm just looking for them like you said though to i don't care what the wins look like just get the wins um especially against boston because they're they're not as big of a rival anymore i don't think they because they obviously pulled away the last couple of years um they're just better than us, but um, I thought we skated with them pretty well last year. Uh, I'm looking for that same kind of momentum this year, but Carter Hart, I'm looking for him to to kind of come back with a good game. Monday really wasn't his fault, I, I would say. Um, a lot of those goals were, you know, like I said, he, he did his best on that power play. He almost had that, it would have been a crazy save if he had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever really fault the goalie when the team's playing that horrible in front of him. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking for him to, to respond with, with a good game. I don't know. Do you think he'll get both? No, it, I don't. There's a day separated. So they play tomorrow, then they play Saturday. I mean. After Brian's, you, Brian's performance, I wouldn't be upset. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you you could, but Elliot's coming off a 40-save shutout. Give him the break for this game. Or give him give him this game. Like, he's had the day of rest. He's on a hot hand. Put him in against the Bruins in game one, and then throw Hart in uh, in the second game. Maybe you get the backup in the, in the second game. I don't know. I think you could play it either way, but I don't think I would play Hart both games. I think I'd, I think I'd play both my goalies here because now's a good opportunity too to kind of bank. Like I was saying, you can't bank the points like that you lose. You can bank starts for your goalie later on. Like if you can set up a situation where in the final 15 games of the season, you can play Hart like 13 games or, or 11 games or something like that. I think that's huge. If you can do that now by giving him rest by playing Elliot when he appears to be playing well, yeah. um, maybe maybe you try that. So, yeah. I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, to to them kind of finding their footing a little bit. But um, anything else on Boston before? Do you want to do a hot take cafe? We haven't done one in a while. I think so. I think we've neglected uh, we've neglected the takery. We've neglected the rest of the league as well. So, well, I'm a high a high level business executive. I can't be seen to be throwing out these hot takes left and right. Okay? <laughs> I need my name to be respected in, in the community. Um, but my first hot take because I'm gonna I think we have a, let's let's do a couple. We haven't done one mm-hmm. in a while. My first hot take: 
John Tortorella will be fired this year. The Columbus Blue Jackets will be moving on without John Tortorella. That's my first hot take. What do you think? You know what? I really like that one. Usually your hot takes blow me away. But I think I'm gonna. That's a I conservative gonna, hot take. I agree. It's that's conservative. a conservative hot take. But I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do the uh, the blowing away here. <laughs> Joe. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I think that on top of Tortorella getting fired, the situation with Pierre Luc Dubois is going to become unattainable, and they're also going to trade him. So not only are they going oh, to fire God. their coach, but they're going to lose their star player too. <sighs> So Yarmo Kekalainen, does he keep his job then? Or is he just going to clean house, maybe. sweep everyone out? Yeah, do we do we double later. down even more? He's gone too. I, you know, it's 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 interesting with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois because I think you bring up a good point. Because um, now Panarin's gone, Bobrovsky's gone, all under Tortorella. The, the question starts to be asked, fairly or unfairly, is it the coach? Is it the city? I've been to Columbus. Nice Midwest town. I, I mean, you know, it's 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 fine. It's not going to blow you away, but a lot of cities in America don't blow you away. So um, I, I don't know what's going on in Columbus, but um, all right, let's 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 do another one. We we both pick Columbus. That feels feels like we need to do another one. I got Canadiens, my Montreal Canadiens. I said they're going to make the playoffs. Are you ready? You ready? Sure. Mike? Yeah, I'm all ears. Montreal Canadiens are going to win the North Division. Book it right Ooh, now. Oh my Book god. It. Book it. You just made so many friendships uh, in Montreal for us after that. That I'm a francophone. We lost them all. I'm a francophone. Are, are you? Francophile? Oh, they were no, is it? I thought I think it's francophile. Bad. No, file is like you love it. Oh, I guess like, you're cin- right. Like cinephile. What is francophone? francophone is is just like you. I think you speak the well, language. I speak or a little French as well. <laughs> we're keeping this in. I'm gonna look. Oh, I'm looking absolutely. it up right now. Francophone. Uh, a person who speaks French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My bad. I mean, I do speak some French, but I need a couple glasses of uh, of the vino before I the get vino? really good at it. So that's fair. Um, that's fair. But yeah, or maybe a couple in honor in honor of Montreal. How about a uh, couple glasses of Molson? Huh? I'll take a I'll take Molson. a pint of Molson. Yeah. Um, do you have a glass of Molson? I guess you could. You could. You could. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, that's that's my hot take. I have Montreal winning the North Division. I think. It- Josh Anderson's going to single-handedly carry them to the cup. You had it here first. Single-handedly to the cup? Oh, my God. That <laughs> no, just no, went no, off no. the rail. No, no. I'm stopping my hot take. They're going to win the North. Yeah. That's my hot take. It's, it's so funny because last year, after that playoff series ended and then the offseason came and they started, like, doubling down on all those moves, you, me, and Matt were like, are they crazy? Like, why are they doing all this? And then we kind of, like, looked at the roster when the season started and we're like, wait a second. <laughs> Not they horrible. Have, you know, not not terrible. That fifteen million dollars tied up in goaltending is uh, is actually serving them well. So, all right, all right. I, I'm telling you because they, they have a lot of a lot of players on that team have been told, you know, they're not good enough. It, I have a little bit of a Vegas vibe. That's that's what I get mm. from them. A little bit of a Vegas vibe. Okay. A lot of people who are, are rejects or reclamation projects. The islands and, of uh, misfit toys. Yes, exactly. And Mark yeah. Bergerman said. Come on down. Let's push all our chips to the center of the table, whether we're ready or not. I, I love a a, a a gambler. Okay. All right. That's fair. You know what? Staying up north, uh, the Canadiens, they play, I believe, the Vancouver Canucks tonight. They do. Uh, they 10 do. Eastern. Who, uh, those Canucks, uh, not looking that great. No. Not looking too good right do, now. Do you think uh, they miss uh, Jacob Markstrom a little bit? I think they mix, miss Markstrom a little bit. I think they, <laughs> talking about throwing all, all your chips down on the table, I think they, they doubled down on Thatcher Demko way too quickly. 
Uh, he looked really good in those playoffs. <laughs> he, did, he looked he did. really, really good. He did. That sample size, though. Michael uh, Layton. Michael Layton 2.0. Or Andrew Hammond 2.0. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. They're they're just not. They've got some drama with Elias Pettersson, too. Like, fighting with the media and everything. It just seems like a lot of weird stuff is going on up in, uh, in Canuck land right now. So, you know what? Montreal winning the division... How about this? The Vancouver Canucks finishing last in the North <laughs> Division. Oh, my God. We can't go to BC at all now. Way to go. We're really I limiting know. our options up north. I really want to move out there one day, too. It's gorgeous. I mean, it <laughs> looks looks beautiful, but holy cow. I'm a Vancouver right. phone. You know what? It's I could see it happening. It's not not out of the realm of possibility. Um, I like it. That's, that's your first kind of... That's 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 a hot hot take. That's from the you. spiciest take I think I've ever. Usually your your takes are lukewarm. That's a yeah, hot take. I, my biggest one so far was that the the Hurricanes would surpass the the Lightning in that division. But yeah. uh, I don't. I think I might be. I think I might be pulling back on that one now because that I don't know. If no, they see, in them. you you steer into the skid, Mike. You no, steer not into at all. It. If yes. the if the Canucks make the playoffs, I'm gonna pretend like I said they were good the whole time. There's no if, way I'll. If life has taught me anything, if when people are saying you're wrong, it's just more power for you to say you're wrong and just completely disavow whatever they're saying with no proof. doesn't matter if you have proof or not. Apparently, <laughs> facts don't matter anymore. Post-truth so. world. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 all fake. Um, all right. that's That was fun. That was a nice hot take cafe. Um, anything else before we, we kind of end it here? Uh, no, I, it, I, I don't know. I just thought of this. I'm really happy that hockey is back. I, I thought you were just... gonna say. I thought you were gonna say you're really happy Matt's not here. <laughs> no, oh my god, no, no. I love you, uh, Matty. We're we're missing that third screen on on Google Meet right now with we Matt's are. picture in it. So and no, five I, five different headphones. One one. Yeah, each Matt's got a whole. He looks like Gadget uh, <laughs> when he's when he's on the pod. No, I I do, I am I'm happy. Hockey's back. It kind of just hit me. We have hockey to watch tomorrow night. Um, yeah. And then again on Saturday, nothing better than like Saturday night hockey in my opinion. I love settling into the weekend with with a game so yeah that's that's really all i got i saw i saw a tweet it's like there's i don't know how many consecutive days in a row but there's going to be a hockey game on every single day so yeah yeah can't really be upset with that but no i think it's a good place to end it um the flyers have seen some adversity early here in the season they've gotten bitten by the injury bug quite a few times really doesn't look like they found their true game yet um and the road doesn't get any easier uh as they embark on their first road trip, you know, no pun intended, but um, they, they take on Boston. Fingers crossed they avoid any seemingly harmless collisions that end up in actual injuries. We're going to be back uh, next week, though, with some more Flyers talk with Maddie. Until then, take care, folks.